The following podcast contains subject matter that may be unsuitable for more sensible viewers. Views expressed here do not reflect that of any community that you would want to be a part of. Listener discretion is mandatory. Mama, what this ch***ns me? No, 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 no! Did you guys see this brand new fucking news that Elon Musk and Grimes are expecting their first child? Aw, good for them. Can you imagine? Love is real. (laughs) Love knows no boundaries. They're going to give birth to Billy Ellis. See, the thing about those two is like, I, I never took them seriously as a couple. And so now the fact that they're having a child, like they were just a punchline to me. And now they're like... (laughs) Expecting. We have to work backwards and figure out the joke. Well, anyways, hey everyone, guess who's back? Yeah, it's Amy. Hey, welcome back Hi, to Castro. And Amy's back. I'm really excited for uh, Grimes to identify as something expo- ex- like especially uh, esoteric, so that we can talk about it on the pod. Oh my god, she absolutely like that would be so on brand. I mean, is she? She'll, like, is she'll she identify already, as Is she already queer? Is hmm? she already queer? I don't know. I need to learn I, more like, about I Billy. I assume Alex. that she's bi. I don't know why I assume that she's bi. Because every every girl she seems bi. Yeah, every every yeah. every. Uh, she gives cool off bi energy. If you girl. wear if you wear thick yeah. eyeliner, you just identify as bi in one capacity or another. Which is good. This is not assuming that like people are using bisexuality as a fashion statement. It's just that all cool girls have been by the whole time and now they're only finally um being honest about it yeah yeah it's it's becoming the default mm-hmm. yeah like when a girl comes out of straight now like most people are like mm, are you really really i feel like at least once a year people like will go through some like classic female authors writings and be like oh shit this is full of like lesbian themes or like go through like you know anybody like i'm uh, Anne Frank is like the obvious like one that first came yeah. to mind. Or um... wait, are, are you talking about like articles where it's just like these two girls were really, really, really good friends? Yeah. Or I'm trying to think. I feel like there are other good examples that I'm totally blanking on. But like where you'll read an author's like letters to people, and then suddenly someone will notice it. Like it's like wow, she's being really friendly with these other with these other women. Well, yeah, it's it's because like people are actually looking for that when they do a primary source analysis. Which they just weren't before. Yeah. Like, it's always been there, but people just don't even Yeah, that's, for a, that's it, so exactly what I mean. So they don't notice it. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas now there's, like, historians and just normies, like, not even academic people who just, like, read shit and notice because they're looking for it. Whereas before, it just flew under the radar because... Yeah, it was just one of those things where it was always, like, they expressed love differently back then. And the letters are always just, like, I wish to pound you. Oh, did um, they? Which is the... Uh, I, which, uh, which we could go back. Which president which back. is it that... Uh, I know one of the presidents... Um, Eisenhower? Was like that. No, 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 no. no. It was one no. of the obscure ones who had, like, some very, 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 very personal, uh, like, letters with other men that people have been, up until, like, the past, like, I don't even, actually, no, I think even, even then, I'm, they were, he was, uh, thought, thought to be gay, but I can't remember which president it is Are now. you talking about Donald Trump and oh, Vladimir Putin? So, oh, man. Uh, Did you that, march in Extinction him. Rebellion? 
That's a uh, oh. that's a hot take. Fucking oh, could you imagine fucking... like just jumping on the grinder though? Got and there's like the president. You're just like you're like looking through and just like oh shit. Eisenhower is like profoundly unattractive. He looks like a baby. <laughs> Don't looks like if, also... if a baby was also like 65. Don't. Uh, I think it was uh, James Buchanan was the one I was thinking of. Oh, okay. I swore there was something more recently with one of the wives, but I can't remember which it is. Oh well. Anyways, speaking of it, so yeah, welcome to this week's episode of the Gay Agenda. Um, we are kind of getting back to it now that it's the three of us. But beforehand, Finally. yeah, I haven't seen Cats yet, I have to admit, as much as I said I would and want to. But I believe I was going to be explained to the premise of it and what the hell's going on. Yes, um, and so like, we're since... Like, the way we do this podcast is we talk about movies that I assume half our audience hasn't even seen, and then they learn through our terrible synopses what the movie is about and then listen to us talk about it. To see how well that actually works in practice, we're going to do that with Madeline and talk about Cats, which is a very coherent movie, Um, explain the very grounded plot line, and then hopefully Madeline will follow along and we'll be able to discuss the... You know, LGBT themes and comments that some of the cast members have made and what this movie means for representation yeah. in this, this, uh, this coming decade. It's kind of like a job interview. Um, so by all means, uh, please explain to me the cats. All right. So there's this death cult um, called the Jellicle Cats. They're anthropomorphic cats and they have their own little autonomous zone within a city. Um, they're called Jellicle Cats. So it's just like... <laughs> The name of their ethnic group, I guess. Um, you can't. You, it's, it's, not a, it's a soft group. cheap for you, a, though. You can only it's say more, it's more, soft more of a religion. It's a, it's not a race. It's a creed. Mm-hmm. Much like Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair. Yeah. Um, so the Jellicle Cats are musical beings. They sing songs to communicate their feelings, desires, selves, hopes, dreams, and so this is a musical. They sing songs. Um, But the basic premise of Cats, the movie, and also the play, um, is that you've got every year the Jellicle Ball, where all the Jellicle cats come and they sing the song of themselves. And the best cat, so the song of themselves is like about how cool or how fat they are or like how, how much they, how curious they are, how much they... Like trains. These are some of some of the this examples. This fucking sounds like um, some like teenage girls like fan fiction about her cats. Yeah, her name her name was T. S. Eliot. <laughs> uh, so, do you think a cis person could have written this? Um, so, the the song is about how 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 rad they are, how they're the best cat, and here's why. It also helps you remember all of their names because all of them have like completely names names? susian names that they sing a lot in their own songs so i walked out of this movie and i'm not sure in that moment i was able to name a single cat even though they say their names repeatedly except for except except for shimble shanks the railway cat shimble shanks the railway cat is the cat whose whose song is about trains and how much he loves trains i mean it doesn't it doesn't help it doesn't help that they sing um Mr. Mistopheles led that chorus about 300 times near the end God of the movie. God bless him. Yeah. So anyway, anyway. So they, they sing the song of themselves, and the best cat with the best song, who has the best self, um, gets the Jellicle... Ch- is, is chosen. They, they, they receive the Jellicle Choice. They are chosen. The Jellicle the Teen Choice Award. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and when the reward for being chosen is that you get put in a weather balloon and sacrificed... <laughs> 
and you die <laughs> in the get, in the sky, and you get reincarnated get launched into the sun. You get, yeah, you get launched in space, and you die, and then you get reincarnated with a better life, even though you've already proven that you're the best cat, so you've got like the dopest life. But whatever. Um, like a like a lo- all... like, like a Lovecraftian fish cult, you walk into the ocean <laughs> to be reclaimed yes. by the old ones. So they all desperately want to die, <laughs> and so they all really want to sing the best song. Um, this happens every year. This is like a big deal. It's like the it's like the Oscars mm-hmm. or the Met Gala. It's more like the Sounds Met Gala. More like Wicker Man. Basically, the plot. That's the premise. That's not the plot. Oh, okay. That's, that's the, prep, the the plot is that a new cat is added into the mix named Victoria, who is, well, she's the only cat with a normal name because that's not actually her name. That's the name she was given by people. Whereas cats have dignified names like Shimbleshank's the railway well, cat or every, Magical every, Mr. Mistopheles. Every cat has three names. Much like trans women, every cat has three names. Oh, no. It's their normal name, their trans name or jellical name and the name that is no one is heard by no one except for death none of your business it's tara it's tara all of them (laughs) (laughs) it's tara or amy it's somewhere in there i'm just kidding hi (laughs) oh fuck you (laughs) um so victoria is dumped in jellical lands by some ungrateful parents and she joins the jellicals and learns how to sing songs and is introduced to the idea of the Jellicle Ball and kind of follows them around and learns about their society. Sort of a uh, participant observation, like anthropology thing. So there's the upcoming Jellicle Ball, so everyone's getting stoked to sing their song. But there's an evil cat named McCavity, who want, played by Idris Elba, um, hot as fuck. Terrifying. Well, hot as Idris Elba is hot as fuck. McCavity can get it. McCavity can get it. Fuck you. Besides. <laughs> I, Nobody can get it. I was I'm I'm happy to see Idris Elba naked, but like I feel like this movie was like like a like a mummified monkey paw where it's like, oh I wanna see Idris Elba with no clothes on and then with the <laughs> finger like curls down and then we see yeah. him take off his oversized jacket to suddenly be completely nude yet covered in like <laughs> short CG fur and like a way that just makes me absolutely embarrassed. Wait, wait, wait. I'm just pulling up the uh, character. It looks like fucking Candyman. Yeah, hot as fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't, so, don't McCavity. That's, that's his name, McCavity. He's special because he wants to die so bad. Mood. That he's willing to cheat. Um, like, he's, he's like, all you guys want to die, let me show you how it's done. So he decides that he's going to kidnap all of the leading contenders for the Jellicle choice and put them on a boat so that they can't be at the Jellicle ball to receive the, to be, to be sacrificed so that he will be the de facto Jellicle choice and get to go up in the, you know, death balloon. This gets foiled right away, but, um, separately we learn that McCavity is also kind of a pimp. Like he's coded as a pimp slash criminal guy, criminal mastermind. And one of his associates, he's like the sex worker coded cat, um, she, like, was exiled from the Jellicles for being, like, a sex worker. And she's sad and isolated and lonely and broken. But Victoria thinks that she's wonderful and invites her into the Jellicle Ball. And she sings the best song about how she used to sing at the Jellicle Ball and everyone loved her. But then she got exiled for a mistake or whatever. And just, you know. 
And she gets to be the jellical choice and gets thrown up in the water weather balloon. So at the end of the movie, you know, is it sex worker positive or is it like we're gonna kill sex workers? We're not sure. If a sex but worker has if a sex worker has a sad enough story, she gets to be thrown into the sun and sent to Valhalla. Yeah. If oh, a sex worker has a sad enough feminism. story, she gets to be re- be killed and reincarnated in a life where she's not a sex worker. That's the moral of the story. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Cat, anyways, cats is swerf propaganda. Oh, also there's old Deuteronomy who's like the old cat who gets to make the jellical choice. I, I just sent you all like a picture from the actual uh, movie. I, you didn't tell me that he's like fully fucking nude in this. No, yeah, I, that's exactly like what I said. No, that's exactly what I said. Okay, I thought you were being facetious, but you actually no. mean like, oh my god! I mean, there's no doubt. They're, they're, no. like, they're like Ken dolls. Holy shit! It's you like see, you like, see like what Barbies. I mean. They don't when, have genitals. It's like a velour coat. <laughs> When I wanted to, when I said I wanted to see Idris Elba naked, it's not like this any, any other way. <laughs> so Idris Elba shit. in this movie is hot, Who but the this? real the real hottie is Jason Derulo, who is by far the best part of this movie. The only actor who understands camp, and also like there's this amazing scene where he's singing on top of the milk bar. This is a milk bar where they go to get drunk on milk. You know, watch the movie. Uh, <laughs> He's singing on top of the milk bar about how curious he is because he's a curious cat. And all the all the girl cats are like nakedly in heat, just looking up with him, looking up at him with like undisguised horniness. They just want his delicate dick so bad. <laughs> and it's beautiful. And I felt like I was there. I like the part where he screams milk. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, we should, talk a, we should talk about the LGBT themes, namely that Taylor Swift plays a uh, gel, a cat in this. And Wait, Taylor Swift, uh, in knows. twenty in twenty nineteen, they Taylor Swift decided to become part of the uh, queer community by having a music video and uh, a, that had some so, gays in it. And does so that make and this she's in it. So therefore, it's yeah, it's it's queer uh, culture. You know what? Honestly, she's in it. I got it. I want to run with that uh, that cursed monkey paw example that you have because, like, thinking about it now, like, this is basically Cat Girls the movie, and so this does sound like it should be trans, trans culture. But they gave yeah. us whatever the well, fuck it's this fundamentally is. queer. <laughs> Not, like this. This? Not like this. Not like this. No, um, I'm gonna flip the script a bit, and the truth about Cats the movie is that it's genuinely, like, gay erasure. Like, the play was gayer than the movie, um, which would will take some people off guard if they've their only exposure to Cats is the movie. I mean, my only exposure to Cats is the movie, so it took me off guard, caught me off guard. Um, but magical Mr. Mistopheles, um, who is the cleverest cat you've ever seen, and he does magic. Never have I ever. Um, Never. Oh, I never have I ever seen a cat so... Yeah. So, Magical Mr. Misopheles in the play is, like, gay. Like, he's, like, a he's like gay or bi or something. But in the movie, they erase that and they just make him, like, dweeby and lanky and straight. Which, like, that's kind... That's a kind of gay, I guess. But, like, you know, that's erasure. So, cancelled. Sold me on it. I'm... Yeah. I, uh, I think you do excellent <laughs> jobs of selling movies. And I have my expectations properly set for this. And I'm excited to go watch this. You should go watch Cats, everyone. Yep, I'll, uh, I'll... Trust me, nothing I said can spoil it, because, like, this isn't a movie that's about... I don't know if you, you gather this from, like, the, the depth and all the reveals of the plot, but, like, it's not about... 
the plot. It's about the cats. It's also about Judy Dench apparently being trans. Yeah, let's talk about Judy Dench. Okay, yeah. Before we get to the article, let's let's just yeah. So do you want to explain what the what the whole deal is about for anybody who might not be uh, aware of why? So Old Deuteronomy. Yeah. In the movie, it's played by Judy Dench. Old Deuteronomy is like the the old 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 ass cat who like makes the jellical choice and decides who gets to die. <laughs> So, you know, pretty important character. Um, in the movie, is played by Judy Dench. And she does, you know, a phenomenal job. At one point, she stops and looks straight at the camera, like stares at you and gives you a lecture. Brilliant. Um, but in the play, the old Deuteronomy is a man cat. He's a boy cat. He's got a cat dick, presumably. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, maybe trans trans guy cat. We'll see. Because apparently... Judy Dench thinks that old Deuteronomy in this movie, because he's played by her, is a trans. She dun, dun, what? <laughs> that I uh, never have I ever. I'm sure the trans so community the, will embrace this with open arms. So the, the literally this entire thing came from one quote, where it's an old lady making a thoughtless comment, where she says. It was, quote, totally unexpected for her to be cast in the role as Deuteronomy. I, quote, I kind of call it trans Deuteronomy is the part for me, you know? It was lovely, lovely to be let about and be an aged old cat. Very nice indeed. That's the quote. Brilliant. And then everybody for approximately five minutes, like... Lost their fucking minds. Yeah. Because... Judy Dench said her character in Cats is trans, which was just like, what do we think about this? Well, I mean, it's not, it's, yeah, it's, it's, I, I think it's great. I wish I that it. Old Deuteronomy was trans. I, I wish that she said that with 100% earnesty and sincerity. <laughs> yeah, instead of just like, oh, we did like a gender-bent casting, cool. Which is literally the whole quote, oh, that yeah. like, people took this as her trying to shoehorn in LGBT representation to their bombing terrible adaptation of a terrible play no it's just like an old lady she was you know not what i believe what i believe uh fueled the uh furor was the fuel the disp shut the fuck up was the disproportionate <laughs> was the disproportionate uh population of uh theater kids in the trans community that okay okay any excuse to be upset with a bad interpretation of cats so. listen <laughs> fuck you okay see i'm just saying the problem isn't tr- uh you know just mild transphobia the problem is theater kids and it always has been look i was assigned a theater kid at birth i can't really help who i am uh my pronouns are thespian um anyway so <laughs> listen just because you were assigned theater kid at birth doesn't mean that has to be your identity you don't have to be defined don't you that. fucking erase me okay okay these is our anyways i think cats is great for the record okay fair enough is it worth it, I think it, it's great. It, is it worth it's seeing a great movie yeah. Oh, it's it's only worth seeing in theaters. Even if you hate it, you should see it in theaters. All right, that's fair. Like, I mean, I don't know if people think I'm doing irony. Genuinely, <laughs> I enjoyed watching this. It, it is. Good. It's an it's an incredibly it's enjoyable. Terrible, but it's cat. It's, it's an incredibly enjoyable sleep paralysis nightmare. <laughs> it's it's cat. Everyone is like, it's terrible. Like you know, it's, that's the point. It's like a bit. <laughs> no, that's fair. It's fun. That's fair. All right, I'll go see it uh, next week. I'll take Bug and we'll go watch it and. 
watch her have and nightmares. there's some great songs about how like what are the songs um jason derulo is a curious cat taylor swift says macavity over and over uh rebel wilson is fat uh, um, jingle cats that, that was a, a song about that, that was a great bit uh, um she like ate cockroaches yeah with baby faces really uncomfortable uh there's fever, <laughs> fever dream shit there's <laughs> trains there was like the two sad the two like objectively good incredibly sad songs in a row to really break up the theme there's like the song about doing crime yeah the outro song is by wings about stealing stuff from rich people there's a song about the 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 class trader cat oh yeah who good movie yeah it was good all right fun time all right so go watch cats and then yell at us what you think about it this week's article comes to us once again from life site news um, our bestest of friends, uh, and we hope that they never go away and absolutely donate to them so they don't have to shut down and be the only, uh, conservative voice in Canada for hating gay people. So over the holidays, some of you may have remembered that, uh, we had a bit of a run in, not us personally, even though that would have been cool, um, with JK Rowling. Speak for yourself. Oh, well, <laughs> I could take her in a fight. Maybe. No, I couldn't. She Wow. Threatening violence towards <laughs> a radical feminist activist. Mm, typical, typical Not trends. a good look. Not- is, it, is it weird that I'm just <laughs> looking at her? I'm just imagine, like, I, I just see a headshot of her in the article, so I was just imagining like she had this giant bulking body before like, below her neckline. <laughs> That's the only reason I thought she's gonna break my fucking neck. <laughs> J.K. Ro- J.K. Rowling gets swole as hell. Drake, J.K. Swolling. Drake, J.K. Swolling. So yeah, without uh, further ado, let's uh, let's let's dive into this because we all we all saw it. We all knew it was the coming. The J.K. Rowling controversy. Let us do this because it was either this or contrapoints, um, and uh, still not still not allowed. I veto. Still, too soon. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> too soon. I vetoed ContraPoints. We will not. We will not. Don't at me. <laughs> That's not what this is for. Never a fucking again. All right, so... Make your yeah. own podcast. <laughs> the Tranifesto for ContraPoints Hour. Uh, so yes, from LifeSite News, uh, the December 23rd article, pro-LGBT JK Rowling not backing down after offending trans activists. Uh, the, the irony of this, the pro LGB and then the T at the end of that. Yeah. I'm confused by that. Yeah. But look at, look. I don't know what they're implying there. <laughs> yeah. So the, the Harry Potter author tweeted her support of a woman who lost her job for tweeting about biological reality. I think everyone who tweets should lose their job, but uh, this article is by, I'm glad it's, I'm glad it's beginning. Yeah, no, it's fair. Uh, this article is by Calvin Friedberger. Oh, I think this guy's in my DMs. Oh, <laughs> I can't believe you would insult me on your podcast. Please send feet. (laughs) God demands feet. (laughs) Jesus cleansed their feet because he had a thing for him. Controversy continues over J.K. Rowling's defense of a researcher who lost her job due to uh, tweets critical of transgender theory with the Harry Potter author so far refusing to give in. God, her tweets were also fucking, like, fucking, like, vitriolic, awful tweets. They weren't just, like, lukewarm, milk toast turf shit. They were, like, harassment. Like Yeah, we'll, we'll get but, to that. They actually, 
They list that here in the article. Maya Forstatter was visiting fellow at the London-based Economic Think Tank Center for Global Development, CGD. Center for Global Development. I, I don't know anything about this, but based only on that name, I assume they're like... A shadowy organization. Like, shadowy neoliberal organization. Yeah, but, but like the president's choice version of it. Yeah. Which declined to renew her contract in March over tweets in which she declared that men cannot change into women and that government should not recognize self-identifications to the contrary. Her, tweet were, were, her tweets were determined to contain offensive and exclusionary language, with an employment judge recently rejecting her appeal of the case. Also, just to clarify... They didn't even fire her. They just didn't renew her contract. Exactly. They just didn't renew the contract. That was it. Yeah, Which it's was like, already mm, coming up. Can you talk like, to Calvin is... next time he shows up in your DMs and just, like... Ask him what the hell. Might be a little awkward considering the content, but I'll try. <laughs> well, then write your critique on your feet when you send them, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> on December 19th, Rowling tweeted in defense of Forstarter, Forstater, calling for <laughs> general respect and deference towards transgender individuals. Quote, while tra- transgender. Yeah. Quotation re- marks. Scare quotes. quotes. Those are hard quotes. Uh, individuals while drawing the line at forcing women out of their jobs for stating that sex is real. And then here's the quote from uh, Miss JK herself. Uh, Dress however you please, call yourself whatever you like, sleep with any consenting adult who will have you, live your best life in peace and security, but force women out of their jobs for stating that sex is real? Hashtag I stand with Maya. Hashtag this is not a drill. I mean, I'm glad she knows this is a tweet and not a power tool. That's good. That's good. That's something. She's still there. I don't care if you want to marry a woman, a man, or a horse. I just don't want to hear about it. Her remarks were met with an intense condemnation from the pro-LGBT lobby and its allies with countless angry Twitter replies to condem- uh, condemnatory articles in major publications. We we have a lobby? I did do some tweets. Yeah. The, oh, you're the lobby. Okay. They're, they're talking about me. They're subtweeting me. But like, <laughs> like- they don't want to add to my platform so they're just like subtweeting (laughs) don't at me as a devoted Harry Potter fan who also happens to be transgender it was like a punch in the gut Jackson Bird wrote in the New York Times glad the New York Times is covering this I I love you I agree with you but how did you not already know this (laughs) (laughs) like how is this the punch to the gut We've known about this for like five years. Don't you remember in the fifth book where they distinctly went over at Hogwarts that biological essentialism was at odds with uh, magic? Yeah, plus like the entire thing is like the entire book's about like, you know, fucking, you know, bloodlines and like, and um, there's like the whole weird like thing about the house elves like the weird like slavery yeah, yeah, aspect the chattel also, slavery like the, and also the, like the hook nosed bankers that the uh, main character who's like ultimate desire is to join the wizard CIA yeah basically yeah just turfism is ideologically consistent for Miss Rowling yeah the eighth yeah. book was gonna be uh, Harry Potter and the case for eugenics Harry Potter and the Jewish question <laughs> fucking Christ <laughs> No, the fucking irony of J.K. Rowling doing tweets about how Jeremy Corbyn is a fucking anti-Semite. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Remember, like, ten years ago? Jesus, fuck. A different lifetime. It was this community of lugging, passionate people who accepted me with open arms when I came out as transgender at the age of 25. I wonder now if I'll be able to separate the author from the text if and when I decide to read the books again. I'm sorry, everyone I know who read and liked Harry Potter is gay in some capacity. Well, I mean, just again, getting into, like, unfortunate demographics that have a disproportionate uh, representation in the queer community, 
Uh, and an, and a crossover with theater kids is Harry Potter fans. Like, yeah. literally, just send J.K. Rowling the link to fanfiction.net's like Harry Potter <laughs> section, and she will have a mental breakdown. Just the eighteen plus well, section. Well, no, 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 because she's like she's a good liberal. Like, I'm pretty sure, as far as I know, she's like you know pro gay and everything. But you know, this is this is drawing the line. This is just you know, which is you know, a good example of why just because a liberal is good on one thing doesn't necessarily mean that the reason they're for it is ideologically consistent with, like, other good stuff. Yeah, liberals are mostly to feel good, not necessarily to do good. So it's, and uh, they f- And, and, they love Harry Potter. They do, they do love Harry Potter. At Vox, uh, Aja Romano lamented that Rowling's transphobic BS has ruined Harry Potter just in time for Christmas with her shocking dismissal of transgender identity. It's a dick move, but it's I don't think it's not it... new. Yeah, it's I... also just like isn't new. Like we've known, we 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 knew this. Oh, so I don't care if she's it's close to Christmas or not. That doesn't amplify. Yeah, like it. the most shocking thing about this whole thing is that anyone was surprised. Yeah. <laughs> Some prominent figures have stood up to defend Rowling, however, in a series of tweets. Golden Globes host Ricky Gervais. <laughs> Golden Globes host Ricky Gervais. <laughs> Come host these Golden Globes. In a series of tweets, Golden Globes host Ricky Gervais assailed LGBT activists for running roughshod, roughshod over the interests of actual women and trading debate for outrage. So here's some uh, out-of-context tweets. Someone uh, tweeted, I guess, in response, Kindness is magic. Try to remember that. And Ricky Gervais responded with, Exactly! We need to protect the rights of women, not erode them, because some men have found a new cunning way to dominate and demonize an entire sex. Wait, have men found a new way to cunning a new cunning way to dominate and demonize an entire sex? Cause DM me. (laughs) (laughs) Trans women are women? Why do you call them trans women then? Ricky Gervais, that wasn't my point. In my original tweet where I said men, I wasn't referring to real trans women. I was referring to cis men exploiting self-ID to get into women's spaces. Is that prevalent? I, 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 I like. I guess this is like, because you saw this. You, you, I mean, you saw this uh, in the uh, like accepting of gay people as well. This sort of like shift of the Overton window, where like people will go from like demonizing gay people in general to, well, I just think there's some people who are going to pretend to be gay in order to, yeah. like. There's this now. Now the assumption is, oh sure, there are definitely real. Bro, trans when I sucked that dick, that wasn't like actually gay. I was just exploiting like pro gay <laughs> legislation. I said no homo. Get, like, I said credits. no homo while I was sucking the dick. It doesn't count. Uh, this exchange epitomizes the problem with the cult of social justice. Like all zealous, they are incapable of argument. They can only assert their instincts are authoritarian. Unless we resist, resist the intrusion of this ideology into our schools, it's only going to get worse. And then Ricky... Their instincts are authoritarian. I'm a bottom, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Ricky Gervais, they don't want to argue. They can't afford to have their propositions questioned. They want to create a dogma with its own blasphemy laws and the fawa of labeling people bigots to shut them down, ostracize them, and even have them fired. It's fatwa. Your pronunciation is haram. Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) God. Weren't you paying any attention when we as trans people uh, gave our in- undying loyalty to the Ayatollah? Where were you? Anyways, uh, this uh, this uh, podcast being broadcast to you from sunny Shiraz in uh, <laughs> Iran. And the last tweet from Ricky Gervais. 
It used to be considered reasonable to, tr to listen and try to understand both sides of an argument, but now, if opposing extremists are screaming at each other and you don't 100% agree with either, you're considered the enemy of both. It's why many people are afraid to contribute at all. Like, literally the only trans person in this conversation was like, hey, why are you using, like, this is a, like, you're, you have a flaw in your logic in the way that you're using the language, and then he fucking, like, went off. It's like, have you ever gone through a um, Stefan Molyneux comment section? Oh, God, no. Because it's great. But most of it is, like, people giving, like, good responses to whatever fucking weird tweet about eggs that he's most recently done. But then, like, <laughs> then, like, like, then, like, one person calling him, like, a bald-headed fuck and then him being, like, not an argument. Like, oh, and only replying to the ones that are, like, just insulting That's him. That's not an argument. Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to make an argument. I'm just <laughs> calling you a bald-headed fuck. Yeah, like, it's like, if I, if I, if, if the highest rated comment is the argument that I was gonna make already and the yeah. evidence is already present... I'm just gonna call you a bald-headed fuck. Yeah. And also, like, I don't like, even, like, hope, always want to yeah. make an argument. I just yeah. want to call people names. Mm -hmm. he looks That's like politics. A, he looks like a smoothed-out California raisin. That's what his head looks like. You know, truthfully, sometimes calling people names is more politically effective than making an argument. It's, I mean, like, if, if there is an interesting argument to had, it's not being had on Twitter. So anyways, yeah, Sharon Davies, a former Olympic swimming medalist and critic of the transgender lobby's efforts. Again, do we have a lobby? Uh, to break down biological barriers in well, where, where do you think all of your membership uh, fees are going oh, to? Well, our Patreon does make like $17,000 a month from one specific donor. But like, they, they're anonymous. So I don't know who that could be. It's a shadow organization. I assume it's... Thank you, thank you Mr. Planters Peanut. Um, <laughs> Sharon Davies, a former Olympic swimming medalist and critic of the... Tranifesto hosts admit to being funded by George Soros. <laughs> God, I wish... Peanut emoji Twitter is is all leftist propaganda. We're, we're actually being we're going to be funded by Joe Rogan. Sharon Davies, a former Olympic swimming medalist and critic of the transgender lobby's efforts to break down biological barriers in athletics, retweeted Rowling's tweet and expressed her own support for Forced Dieter, uh, as did talk radio breakfast show host Julia Hartley Brewer. Oh, of course, Julia Hartley Brewer. Brewer. Everyone knows her. Yeah, I don't. There, so the first one is from Sharon <laughs> Davies, MBE. Uh, the sex we are we are is a biological reality, a scientific fact, whereas gender today is a social construct, an ideology, a feeling totally ideology. changeable. Ideology. <laughs> I believe we cannot change sex, but we can live happily expressing ourselves outside of any stereotypes. Well, I, it's the, okay. I believe so. I mean, I'm glad for her. Sure you do. They don't, like, they say stuff like that. No, you don't actually believe that. Yeah. You don't believe that we can live happily expressing ourselves outside of any stereotypes. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, TERFs act like they're, well, I, I don't think, like, I'm against gender. Like, I don't think that, like, I think men can dress whoever they want. No, no. If a TERF is, like, in a fucking women's clothing shop and she sees, like, a trans woman who's, like, visibly trans picking out clothes for herself she's not she's like the cis like the turf is like disgusted mm -hmm. if they see a man if I, okay you can do whatever you want if a man goes into a lingerie store and try and like a, a male identified like amab person goes into a lingerie store and starts like you know shopping for lingerie and goes into the change room and tries stuff on something yeah. that they are completely legally allowed to do like they would yeah. lose their shit and it, it, what it reminds yeah, me no, of is like just pretend that they're okay with that but they are they're fundamental ideology is not 
like legitimate opposition to like gender as a yeah. construct. It is disgust. It is disgust to trans people. It, it reminds me of like the conservative line about how like you know what well, the world's not that bad like not bad for gays. There is no oppression. Why are you complaining so much? Da, 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 da. Where like all I want to do is like all I I would love to live in the fantasy world that some like the of these conservatives live in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I think I think one of the best lines was I think it was I think it was like it was like an interview but I think it, I want to say it was Chris Rock and Lil Nas X and they were talking about like oh Lil Nas X why'd you come out as gay now and stuff and the guy or and then whoever the whichever Chris it was I think it was Chris Rock was like yeah who cares whatever you're gay whatever who cares and like Lil Nas X was like it's like it, it's like you know that it's like not hard it's like oh come on nobody cares it's like it's like, yeah, if you were from the same place I was, you know that that's not, that's not how it works. If you weren't, if you think that yeah, it was, yeah. if you think that there's no homophobia, you're not there. You weren't there. You're not paying attention. You're not from the hood or whatever, yeah. however he phrased yeah. it. Yeah. Like the idea, yeah, the idea is that like homophobia and transphobia don't even exist. Mm-hmm. And we're just like hysterical. Yeah. Well, I mean like the, the, the part that bums me out is I think Reed just said it's like, you know, the, the right wing living in like a fantasy world. I think the depressing part about it is like, if they're going to live in a fantasy world, why don't they at least live in like a constructive one? Like one where things are nice instead of just being like dicks. Uh, so far, Rowling has yet to retract or apologize for her comments. Variety reports that LGBT... Still true, as of time of podcast. Yeah, it's, uh, it's still <laughs> hanging there. She's, uh, she's holding on uh, with, her, with her wizard money. Variety reports that LGBT lobbying group GLAAD, which claimed that her tweet puts trans people at risk, privately reached out to Rowling in hopes of arranging a private conversation about the dispute. Rowling's representatives <laughs> oh, have declined. Oh, GLAAD, you're so cute. <laughs> What a cute little organization. <laughs> they're trying. You know what? They're trying. You know what? Yeah. We're in the DM Rowling and ask if she wants to like get coffee and talk about this. Yeah. Like maybe she just needs to like, you know, watch girl. <laughs> just understand the struggles. You know what? If JK Rowling had read the ethical slut, things would be different. <laughs> I want to read that Harry Potter book. Yeah. There you go. Harry Potter, the ethical slut. Harry, Harry Polycule. <laughs> oh, no. Despite finding herself aligned with conservatives and traditionalists on this particular issue, Rowling is a uh, doctrinaire liberal who, in the past, has made clear her support for abortion, homosexuality, and disapproval of U.S. President Donald Trump. She recently said that Harry... told told you, just because you approve of those things doesn't necessarily mean it's for, like, an ideologically consistent reason with being supportive of trans people. We just have to make sure we denounce her for her... SJW crimes. Yeah. At the end of the article. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here, here's this. Here's this final, uh, final sentence, which is, uh, she recently said the Harry Potter villain Lord Voldemort is kind of a nationalist, a label associated with Trump in the U.S. and Brexit supporters in the United though? Kingdom. My favorite thing is the liberal fascination with trying to make Harry Potter analogies for every political situation. Yeah. Like Iran is like Hufflepuff, <laughs> and. I don't know enough about Harry Potter to keep See, Ameri- America's supposed to be a Gryffindor, but it's being run by a Slytherin. And you know what? If That's why we got to vote Warren in. Yeah, she she's a Ravenclaw. <laughs> let's do, let's, let's, here's a thread about why, what J.K. Rowling said is wrong with Harry Potter gifts. That's the article. God bless. <laughs> uh, Harry, with the tags Harry Potter, J.K. Rowling, left-wing extremism, LGBT, political correctness, and transgenderism. I, I, I love their just their definition of extremism. Like, yeah. I like that they put the, the, the word misgendering in the text, even though it appears nowhere in the article. Yeah. 
I wish I wish that the left wing extremists they quoted in this article from the New York Times and Vox were actually left wing extremists. Anyways, well, thank you all again for joining us. Thanks for joining us. Um, at Manifesto, the only podcast where we delete huge swaths of the podcast because I said things I shouldn't have said publicly. So yeah, thanks all again for joining us. Uh, and thank you again, LifeSite News, for just making the hits time for after always, time. Always delivering. Oh, wait. Hold on. We need to do... We need to play a quick game of read the... Um, the related the must read articles on the side. Oh 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 yeah. Vatican caught up in scandal over queer rave in Rome. <gasps> Wait what? <laughs> Holy the shit! Queer rave in Rome. I love that. I want to go to that. I, also, there is one. Can that you imagine said, fucking dropping Molly at the fucking Vatican? Yes. Yeah, just like just oh my god, doing mushrooms and staring at the Sistine Chapel. Like that's the Holy way it was intended shit. to be seen. Seriously, can that be like a Patreon goal? Because we'll do it. Also, the wild party took place in a building where a papal representative reconnected the electricity last May. What? That's the, that's the scandal? And then there is a photo of the papal representative <laughs> who reconnected the electricity in a party that, in, in a building where a party later took place. Oh my god. Uh, oh, they talk about allegedly. radical far left groups running a rave. Fucking out of control. All right, let's get out of here. It's called one of the other one of the other must reads is uh, trans activist who demanded genitals be waxed now suing Salon Four, which we cannot read because it is geographically too close to home. Yes, but we all disavow her. Oh God, heavily disavow. Uh, I, why disavow. does she have to be in the Lower Mainland? Yeah, because they always they always are. Hey, it's your problem I now. Like I gotta deal with ELC twenty one over here. Like, why is my university like the epicenter of half of the drama in this community? Maybe twenty twenty will be the year that uh, UBC finally gets its own Jordan Peterson. Let's think. Let's think of fucking trans Jordan Peters. Jordan Peterson is basically the Jordan Peterson of UBC. Like, let's think of. Okay, I can think of three three like pan community scandals that took place at UBC. Number one, ContraPoints Blair White debate, which never actually happened. Number two. Jen Smith. Jen Smith. Like, oh, Jen Smith. oh, right, Joan Smith. And number three, fucking just Jennifer. Is it Jennifer or Jessica? Yaniv? What's her name? Yeah, that's the yeah. one. That bitch. Yeah. Like, all, like, why? You can, uh, you can uh, come to school. I'm going, I'm going to uh, uh, Concordia University next year. Come, come do that with me. We'll go to, we'll go to Montreal. There's no problems here in Montreal. Everything's I, okay. If I went to Montreal, I would turn into Grimes. <laughs> and I would be pregnant with billionaire's baby within three years. It's just not worth it. <laughs> I mean, it does For the sake no of the future. All right, well, thank you all, all right. again for joining us. And please I'm find me. I'm Amy. <laughs> 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 I love you all. Okay, bye.